Welcome back, sleepy bitches, to another episode of Girls Gone Tired with Riley and Sam. Let's just jump right into it. Sam, how tired are you this week? I am a 5 out of 10, which is actually pretty good, I think, because I just got back from a trip to Michigan, and... How was that? Well... Okay, so I'm realizing the older I get, it's so hard for me to just do weekend trips, which is so funny to me because, like, we could literally sleep on people's floors 10 years ago and be just fine. And, like, now I'm like, I need a mattress that has a king size or whatever, you know? Anyways. Now, Michigan was interesting. I cannot believe how many dead raccoons are on the side of the road in Michigan, dude. Nobody talks about it. That's the most <laughs> thing. Like, that is not where I expected the conversation to go. It's not what I expected and that's being really in sad. Michigan. It is really sad. I, is yeah. it, like, open road or is it, like, cities? It's pretty rural, but, okay, I've never heard somebody talk about it before, and I don't know <laughs> how because it's literally, I'm not kidding, for a 40-minute drive, I counted 10. 10 dead raccoons. So that was a surprise. It was also freezing freaking cold, which makes me realize I will never, ever live in the North again. Like, I don't know how people do it. Um, But yeah, we stayed up. So it was for my friend's baby shower. We stayed up till 1.30, both of the nights that we were there, which is batshit crazy, dude. I... I was so mad too. Like they had a group of friends over literally till 1.30 and I was just pissed off because I was like, I need to go to sleep. Like I can't be. So I was like that boring like friend who at 12.30, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do my skincare routine. <laughs> like, right. Or you just be... get quieter on the couch yeah. and you just kind of like go into your shell and you're just like, I'm just not going to be here. Yep. And then they're like, <laughs> not going to be okay? Yeah. So that like, was no bitch, I'm not. <laughs> um but yeah it was interesting too though because so like we had never really met these friends we made when we were in Idaho me and my husband met them when we were in Idaho they're great they're like lifelong friends but it's funny because I've never like met any of their friends or family because they're from Michigan and so this was like my first time meeting like their best friends their family and it was so funny because I don't know why but like I so the girl in this friendship, her best friend came up to me and she was like already drunk at like 4 p.m. And she was like, hey, I feel like we should be friends. I figured like I know you and I both have really strong personalities, but I think that we could probably make them work together. And I was like, what? Fuck, dude, that is so weird that you said that because I've literally had the same situation happen to me, but I'll get into that story after. <laughs> No, I need to know because that's the, I was just wondering, I'm like, how do you even know? Like we just met three hours ago. I was truly like, after that moment, I had like probably an hour of self-reflection. I was like, what am I doing? Like what energy am I putting off? Don't get me wrong. Like I'm all about coming across as like a strong, independent woman, whatever. But like at the same time, I had done nothing. I was just like living life. Right. (laughs) I wasn't saying everything I said was like super bubbly, super smiley. So I'm like, why? I don't understand. (laughs) Like, you don't even know how to respond to that. You know what I mean? Because like, I do think I have a strong personality, but I also think I have a very go with the flow personality. Like, 
it takes a lot for me to like really feel passionate about something maybe because I'm just so tired all the time (laughs) but yeah I'm just like I don't know where that even came from but maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio that might be why but you're a Libra I don't know I don't know anything about you're a Libra and they're not (laughs) I feel like everyone just finds a reason to be their sign they're like yeah "Yeah, I'm angry today that's why I'm a Libra (laughs) where's Cub (laughs) said self-fulfilling prophecy baby (laughs) but yeah no I I feel like some people just are awkward in meeting new people and they just they want you to like them so they act weird and I feel like that's why (laughs) you can't (laughs) no I just feel like yeah like you can't always judge someone off the first meeting but if they consistently do weird things like that then you're like okay yeah maybe we just don't mix together yeah no I agree but all in all it was a good weekend it was interesting and nice to see our friends in Michigan the dead raccoons were the interesting part nice (laughs) was seeing our friends but Five out of ten tired because those two nights staying up till one thirty have me feeling fucking beat. Like I'm just done. So Yeah, I don't know how you did that. Is there a time difference or it's the same time zone from Michigan to North Carolina? It's the same time. They're Eastern. Oh, so that's good. I mean, yeah. At least you didn't have to like get used to that because I feel like that fucks me up. Yeah, so dude. Much. I couldn't do a weekend in a different time zone. That would just be oh, done. Yeah. <laughs> I well I now when I travel I literally plan to like either work from home or the two days like the day leading up to traveling and the day after I get back yeah I take off because I need that much time to get ready yeah and then recoup I'm no. like no I can't function okay if I don't have that much time that is a hundred percent a thing about your late 20s early 30s because <laughs> same and I I didn't realize it until probably last year but like I would just come home I mean I did it with this trip too but I'd come home literally at like midnight the night before and then just go into work the next day but mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like passing out on the couch every day after work because I'm so tired but yeah you need you actually need to budget your vacation time for a day off from I know. I know. It's so crazy. But yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks. How tired are you this week? Oh, well, this weekend or last weekend, we didn't really do anything because G got like really freaking sick. Hmm. Like, I've never, he's never like puked in front of me before. And like, I, almost feel like that's something that like doesn't happen as an adult puking like, do you remember the last time well like yeah if you're hungover but like the last time you had like the flu yes I do where you're just like oh really <laughs> I I was probably like maybe in eighth grade the last time I was like puking and like that kind of sick like hmm. I haven't had the flu in so long so like seeing him like that sick I was like what the fuck what about food poisoning like puking from food poisoning so I I don't really get like I've never really had food poisoning because I'm always like oh I feel nauseous but I'll I'll do whatever it takes like I would rather die before I puke (laughs) so I will not like I will do anything but and he's the same way so, like, when he was really sick and, like, he couldn't control it, I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be around you. But we kind of do think he had food poisoning because it was, like, 
use better after like 48 hours, I would say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so we didn't really do anything over the weekend because of that. But last week we did sign our lease. So I'm so excited. We're moving Memorial weekend kind of. We'll be on vacation, but we move right when we get back. And I'm just so excited. Like we, the people that lived in it before us, they are leaving like all their furniture for us. So it's going to be so nice to move in. And it's just like cheap stuff. We'll probably like change it out once we move in and like live there for a while. But yeah, and then we have a weekend getaway to Seattle coming up this week. So get fresh flowers from the farmer's market or public market, whatever it's called. Well, we're going to like, I guess it's not really Seattle. It's like the island, (laughs) like... You know how like, the islands <laughs> by Seattle? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're going to some So you can't resort. stop through. No. We're like Ooh. 30 minutes outside the city. A country resort. It's like um like a like a lake like a lake resort. <laughs> wow, I cannot function right now. I understand now. lakes. <laughs> It's like, um, like, you know, like Grown Ups, the movie. Like, yeah, but house. see, you always liked that movie a lot more than I did. We actually I saw that, that movie, movie together. We, we did? In theaters, yeah. Really? Yep. The first one? Yep. At the how Riverside Plaza. I remember that. It just came to me. You know how sometimes <laughs> just you just have moments and you're like, damn, that's right. <laughs> that was that. That is so funny. Yeah. I can't I remember because I remember you loved it. I love it. And I it. didn't. It's life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I always like, I've realized that I romanticize my life to be like an Adam Sandler's movie. Like, I oh love him God. so much. So any movie he's in, I'm like, I want my life to be like that. Oh my god. We should we should write to Adam Sandler. Oh my god, we should. We'll see if he can if he wants to wear a girl's gone tired sweater. He probably will. He probably he, will. He is my spirit animal. He just like walks around New York with a jar of pickles and like eats out of the jar and I'm just like, "Man, you lived a life. Like you dress like a hobo and you eat pickles <laughs> out of a jar." <laughs> I'm sorry. The pickles. I don't even the smell of pickles. <laughs> what? Dude. What? I hate grown-ups. I hate pickles. I hate you. Oh my god. How <laughs> are my friends? I don't understand. Oh god. This is Did a you debacle. give a rating? Did you give a rating? Oh, I'm about a five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really that tired, but I'm like stress tired, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm gonna be tired after this weekend, so <laughs> I'm like preparing for it. I'm preparing for what's to come. I also love that, like, our baseline, each of us are like, there's not, like, a real reason today, but it's five out of ten, just, like, halfway there. Yeah, it's not one of those weeks that you're just, like, fucking dreading, but at the same time, it's like, eh, I'm always a little tired. Right there with you. Okay, so... Last week, we talked about our yes era and living in your hoe phase slash best life era, acknowledging the fact that you don't truly have to be a hoe to have a yes era. It's just giving yourself the opportunity to do what you want to do and see what happens. But this week, we want to talk a little bit more about 
A, how we ended up in RES era post-breakup, and then B, what mistakes you might make along the way. Because I think we both have, I hate to say regrets, because I don't think they're true regrets. We would probably do them again if we had to, except for some of them, but... (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's just more of like being accountable. Yes. That we acknowledge what we did wasn't necessarily the right move, and we do feel bad. And you live and you learn. And that's how you grow as a person. And you can enter your 30s, I imagine, with a good head on your shoulders. (laughs) But let's start with you, Riley. So what, we'll keep it pretty short and sweet, but like what led to your breakup? Like how did you know it was time to cut it off and go into that yes era phase? So it was really interesting. It actually came out of left field. Um, I didn't really think that I would ever break up with my ex-boyfriend because I did think at that time that I was so in love and he was going to be the person I spend the rest of my life with. But like, let's remember, I was only what I was only 22 right. at this time. So I was still really young and did not know what I was talking about. But um, yeah, so he actually got a job offer and it was about a week before we were supposed to go on vacation for spring break. And he told me that he wouldn't be able to make it. So I had to find someone else to go on the trip with. And so I reached out to a girl that I actually met through him because her boyfriend was his co-worker at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I hadn't talked to her in a very long time. And I was like, hey, like, do you want to go to Havasu? I pretty much hit up everyone before that as well. And was just <laughs> asking anyone to come with me. I was so desperate to go on this trip. You were just going to show up to Havasu alone if nobody said yes and just be like, somebody please be my friend. Pretty much. I was down to make friends in Lake Havasu like I did not care I mean my parents have a house up there so it wouldn't have been that bad to go by myself but um yeah she was down to go she pretty much told me yes like three days before the trip and then next you know I'm going to Havasu with this girl I haven't spoke to in a year so we had a lot to catch up on and we kind of like instantly rekindled our friendship Mm -hmm. and became very close So that was really nice. And like, again, I never had the mindset of like, I'm gonna want to be single after this trip or anything like that. Right. You're just like spring break. Let's go do it. Right. And like, at that time, it wasn't really like I had been a partier in high school, but I didn't really party once I turned 21. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wasn't that kind of girl. I was in a relationship and I didn't want to party. And so when we got to Havasu, we ended up realizing that like spring break is like actually a thing in Havasu where Mm -hmm. like a bunch of people go and visit, which I have never cared to go there. So I didn't really realize it because it's still cold in those months that it is spring break. But um, yeah, so we went out there and it's so funny. So we didn't have a boat. And we were like, well, we need to get on the lake. Like, what are we going to do if we don't have a boat? So we bought one of those, like, giant duck rafts. Oh, my God. Yes. But we didn't have a pump to blow it up. So you guys were, like, blowing it. (laughs) Well, we went to, like, one of those, like, fishermen stores, like, Big Five or something like that. Yeah. And we were like, oh, can you blow up this raft for us? (laughs) 
they were like yeah like we can um blow it up for you and we're like okay cool so he blew it up for us and I've had the same car since I was 18 I have a Kia Soul not that big of a car you for those who don't fit. remember the Kia Soul wasn't that the hamster it's car the hamster car yeah, right the hamster car. um you can't fit a giant duck <laughs> in the car no matter how hard you try, just to let you know. And I think these people assume that we had like a boat or something. And then they like came out and they're like, uh, how are you gonna like get this to the lake? And we were like, I don't know. And then they like gave us our head. (laughs) Yeah, they gave us a rope. So then we like tied it to our car. And so we're driving through town with this giant ass duck and like everyone's honking at us, like cheering us on. And I'm like, okay, like this is interesting. <laughs> like yeah. we're getting a lot of attention. It's kind of embarrassing. And then we got to, we went to the nautical. It's like a beachfront resort and we parked the car. We get on the um, duck and the duck <laughs> pops like instantly and work (laughs) yeah and we were so upset we were like well we were gonna sit on this duck all day and just drink like what are we Mm -hmm. gonna do now so we're like all right let's go to the bar so we go to like the pool bar at that hotel and we're like why are there so many people here because this is off season in Havasu like it's not there's not a lot of people that usually go and it was like a bunch of guys and we were Mm -hmm. like what is going on so we asked like the bartender what's going on and he's like oh um there's a bunch of like frats here and we were like oh wow that's interesting like I didn't even know people came here for spring break and there ended up being like 13 frats staying at this resort and there wasn't really like a lot of girls that we noticed around. Like there was, was maybe like party. three or four. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> a complete sausage fest. And like they were all, they all had their like um, beer pong tables lined up on the grass area next to the beach. And they were all just like playing beer pong and stuff. And like at this time I was super shy, like didn't really want to talk to anyone. And the girl I was with was super outgoing. So she was like, let's go talk to them and like hang out. So we ended up meeting them, talking to them, and we kind of just like bounced from room to room, meeting different frats, meeting all these people and just like hanging out again, not anything like flirtatious or anything. It was just like, oh, where are you guys from? And like, they were all from Northern California, which was Mm -hmm. interesting to me because I was like, that's like another world. Like they were dressed not how we dress at all. Like everything was different. So it was just fun to meet them and talk to them. And so we met this one frat group. We became like super close with them. And then they told us to meet meet them at the bar the next day. And um, we go to Kokomo, which is another bar like by the bridge in Lake Havasu. And we ended up like hanging out with them again. Again, this whole time, I'm not thinking anything. I'm still like, I have a boyfriend. Everyone knew I had a boyfriend. It just it wasn't like something I was interested in. It was just nice to talk to other people. And um, we ended up getting really close with them. And then there was this one like specific guy, we call him Red Hat Boy, because he was wearing a red hat when we met him. And we didn't, we couldn't remember (laughs) their names. So we were just like, oh, there's this guy, there's that guy based off what they were wearing. But yeah, so Red Hat Boy um, was like, 
inviting us everywhere. They invited us on our bo- on their bow. And like, so we just kind of hung out with them the whole week and it was super fun. And then the girl that I was with at the time, she was kind of like going through like a rocky face with her boyfriend as well. Mm-hmm. And she met Red Hat Boy's best friend who she really liked and like really hit it off with. And so she like left me with this guy I didn't even know to like go hang out with him and like me and him were just like not even talking or anything we were just like awkwardly sitting there and then like they finally came back and then they um were all hanging out till like they had to leave at like four in the morning and it was just like a really fun time like it was just like good conversation it was so interesting to like learn about their college experience because again I didn't really know anything about college like I went to a community college you don't get the same experience it's just like high school over again like it's just not the same like you're not really building those connections unless you're in like a sport or something so um it was like my first taste of like what it felt like out of a movie like seeing the frat guys and you like like it sounds like you realized there was literally like a whole other world. You know what I mean? Cause right. Prior like, to that, it was like all Riverside, all the same people. Even when you moved to Orange County, it was still like the same groups. And now you're like, whoa, exactly. there are people living like these totally different lives and I have no idea. Right. And it was like my first trip where I was of legal age to mm-hmm. drink. I am fully responsible for all of my decisions. Like right. it was a trip where I felt free. And I didn't realize that at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is weird. Like, I'm super shy and like, I'm not used to meeting new people. And like, these people are from like a different world. And like, this yeah. is what college is like. And like, just funny things like um, drinking out of a wine bag and then like <laughs> saying slap the bag, like stupid shit like that. <laughs> I was obsessed with because I have never seen that. I was like, this is like a fucking movie. And like Let's they're actually doing. Let's think about this real quick. What? It's like if we condensed this into like two points, you had to break up with your ex because you really liked slapping the wine bag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to fucking slap the wine bag all yeah. night long. He won't let me. He won't let me. We've got to part ways. <laughs> no, but really, like it. That actually sounds pretty innocent. Like, if I just <laughs> slap the wine bag. Okay, but you know what, though? That kind of is a little true, it, right? It because really you... was that innocent, too. Yeah. Like, it was like, whoa. You just, you get introduced to a new world. You're outside of your comfort zone. And, like, you're not doing anything but being yourself. And mm-hmm. people are vibing with it. And, like, right. I think what I realized after that trip was that I felt seen and I haven't felt seen in a very long time. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't that I wasn't getting attention from my boyfriend. It wasn't that he wasn't treating me how he should be treating me or anything like that. It just, I felt so disconnected from everything else in my life, from my family, from my friends, from new experiences like I didn't want that I just wanted to settle down and have kids and get married and so like that trip like hit a switch in my head where it was like whoa 
Like you are only 22. You need to take a step back and realize you have so much life to live before you settle down. You do not Mm -hmm. have to settle down right now. And it really just opened my eyes. And once I got home or on my way home even, I was so sad. Like I was like, this sucks. Like I don't want to feel like this anymore. I I want to go live my life. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend came over at the time after that trip and I just couldn't even look at him. And it wasn't that it was his fault. He did anything wrong, but I just didn't feel connected anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, listen, like I have to do something for myself and I have to be selfish and I have to go live my life. And I don't want to wake up and have to text someone what I'm doing my entire day. And I just that's not the life I want to live right now. And Mm -hmm. it was really hard for him to understand because he didn't do anything wrong. We had a great relationship and he was just like, I don't understand. Like, are you not attracted to me? Did you meet someone? And it wasn't that I didn't meet someone because technically those people were what opened my eye, but it, it wasn't that like, it wasn't. You weren't leaving him for them, but it was what they exposed you to. Yeah. Right. And so I just kind of, after that, I broke things off with my boyfriend and he does like stay in my life throughout the next couple years on and off. But like at that time I did what was right for me. I broke things off and I just started to live my life. Yeah. And I will always say it was the best summer of my life. And I don't regret that decision at all. I'm yeah. so thankful that that trip happened for me. And I kind of feel like you have a similar story. In the well, sense you know, of it's like- so funny. Okay, so we don't have like grownups or pickles in common. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but we had such a similar experience with our high school boyfriend. I mean, even down to them having the same fucking name. I don't understand. I know. Anyways, even in timing, we were dating them for around the same time. We had a very similar experience. Like, they weren't the problem. It was more, and I don't want to say we were the problem, but there was the problem of, like, we needed to be able to do something on our own. Right. But, yeah, no, super, super similar experience. And... I totally understand when people, I don't know if you had the same experience, but like when I was dating my boyfriend, so we ended up, our whole relationship was like six and a half years. And I remember like my grandparents and other people telling me like, you need to have other relationships. You need to like, this isn't going to be who you marry. And I was so mad at the time because I was like, yes, this is who I'm going to marry. Like, you don't know. And they, it was basically like, you're naive, you need to understand that you need to be on your own before you can make that decision. And I remember Mm -hmm. I was just like, you don't understand. And now I look back and I'm like, damn, they were right. (laughs) But you honestly, you do need to figure it out on your own before you can actually cut ties with somebody like that. And my situation was pretty similar. I think my trip was a little bit longer, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um, You lived in a whole other state. (laughs) I will say, and I was pretty open with my boyfriend 
throughout. And it was hard because I did truly love him. And I really did think we were going to end up together. But I knew like a piece of me always craved something outside of the relationship, not like another relationship, but just knowing what else existed besides our relationship. Because you're right, you get like very into your routines, you get kind of removed from everything else. So it's like it was it was we were each other's world, which felt so good. But then you don't even realize what it's doing to you. Right. You don't realize you're losing yourself. You are. Because you're like, no, I'm in love. Like, it's okay. I can't lose myself. Yeah, you're like. It feels good. It's just, you're comfortable and you're just like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Right. And it does, in the moment, it feels so good, right? Like, you're cuddling, you're watching movies, Mm -hmm. you get each other, you don't feel like you need. I remember when friends would ask me to hang out and I'd be like, no, I'm good. Because it was like, you had your person. Same. I don't want to go anywhere without them. Why would I? They're my partner. I want to spend every second with them. And now I'm like, nope. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, you should understand that. But it's like, it truly, it was puppy love, I think. And you had to branch out of it. But anyway, so we'd been together for like five years by the time I did my road trip with my sister. And I even remember on the road trip, So that was similarly to your Havasu experience. Like I started getting exposed to other people and realizing like people wanted to hear what I had to say. People thought I was funny. People thought I was pretty. People wanted to talk to me. And so it was Mm -hmm. like, I was realizing like I could learn so much about myself from these experiences, which I hadn't been doing because I didn't want to leave being around my boyfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. So I remember during the road trip, just getting that attention and like having all of these super cool experiences because I was saying yes to everything. And I was meeting a lot of really random people who had really great experiences, who were on the news for kayaking across some river and blah, blah, blah. And like, I just realized how much I'd been missing out on by not saying yes before. And Mm -hmm. so during that road trip, I remember that song by Old Dominion, Break Up With Him. Uh, I always say it was playing like it was passively just on the radio on repeat but I was playing (laughs) you're like it just kept coming up I don't know how you're like replay the universe is speaking to me (laughs) just like that song on on repeat but don't you love when songs like that come out and it gives you that like moment of like wait I feel like that Wait, yeah, and that's like, why I kept listening to it. This resonates with me. I was like, why is this hitting home so much? Deep mm-hmm. down, I knew. Um, but I, and it was kind of sad too, because like anytime he'd call during that trip or text, it, it felt like, and I, I hate it because I, it wasn't him, but I just was so annoyed by it because I was like, I'm busy. I'm doing other things. So anyways, I get back from this road trip. We're still together. We go to like a wedding together and things were already kind of off. Like the tension was just there because I think he knew I'd pulled away and he was feeling kind of abandoned, which makes sense. Um, So then I went to Hawaii without him and I was, the plan was I was going to be there for like six months and then come back. And while I was there, it was the first time that I, my sister and I were building friend groups and we were doing whatever the fuck we wanted every single day. And I truly, it's not like I had to tell my sister what I was doing. I could leave. I could do whatever I wanted. This was the first time in my life that I just could do whatever I wanted and didn't have to tell anybody and could hang out with whoever I wanted and figure out just everything about my life was my own choice. And Mm -hmm. I was so freaking happy about it. Like Mm -hmm. 
it was so nice even just to like falling asleep next to someone you know how you have to like coordinate the time you go to sleep nope didn't have to do it because it was right (laughs) right and it's so like you feel so powerful you're like wow I fucking own my life yeah and it's such a weird thing because it's something no one talks about Mm -hmm. and then like you like kind of fall into this community of like everyone going through the same shit you're like we're all in our 20s we're all going through this like era where we're all saying yes to these experiences and we just don't care and like it's weird because you're like oh we're all the same but like how did I get here like it's so it's such a weird like time warp of like wow we're all doing the same thing and this is fun and I don't want it to end (laughs) yeah it it was just so freaking exciting and my boyfriend and I were really struggling. He was having a hard time. I'm pretty sure he was depressed. And so I realized that and I was like, hey, if you need me to move home. Again, we had been having a lot of issues. I can't just condense it into one sentence, but um, we just hit this breaking wall. And I was like, hey, if you need me to come home, let me know. Like I can, I can do that if that's what we need to be able to make this relationship work. And he said, yes, like I need you to move home. And it oh, sucks fuck. because <laughs> I know like, I, I, I didn't truly, mean it. <laughs> in the moment, I truly, truly did. But it took him saying "Yes, I need you to" for me to realize I needed to not move home. Like right. I just felt my soul leave my body when he said that because I was like, "I'm going to give up this one time where I've been able to just build this own, like my own life for myself, and I'm going to go right back into the same routine, and I'm going to feel that same." you lose this sense of yourself, you lose, like, I lost so much self-esteem, so much confidence, and I didn't even realize it because I just got stuck in this rut, in this routine that I didn't see happen because it happened over six years, and finally, I knew what it was like to not be in it, and I realized if I went back, that was going to be what would happen, and what would happen is I would come back home, we'd try to work this relationship out, let's say we got married, had kids, did the thing, I was going to hate his guts for taking me out of that, even though I offered to do it. I just knew it was never going to work. So I figured if there was any fighting chance for us, I had to, we just had to take a break. Yeah. And if it was meant to be, we'd work out and it clearly was not, but (laughs) you, you have to, you have to get to that point to know. So anyways, eventually I actually did move back. I thought same like you, I, we were talking in and out here for a little bit after the fact not nearly as long as you and your ex but you're still trying to figure those things out but I ended up coming back to the mainland and you were going through that same situation with your ex literally at the same time I know it's so crazy we dove into this yes era together once I moved down to San Diego so Now we're at this point where we're both in our yes eras. It just so happens to coincide at the same time. We're both out of these like really long relationships. And I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but we did some fucked up things. And I feel like now we look back and we're like, okay, I probably could handle that one better. But what do you, when you're like reflecting on that time of your life, we talked about kind of the pros for us, but what were maybe some of the cons for you? So I think the cons were just, they went hand in hand with just like me being selfish and me not caring about what other people felt. And like, 
I kind of just assume that, well, you're the same age as me. You're going through the same thing as me. Or like, well, you're on a dating app. So if I ghost you, it won't be that big of a deal because you've probably talked to a bunch of girls. Like, I just made a lot of assumptions because I was being so selfish that everyone else in my life was being selfish too. And we were all like, in this together, but you're still like alone at the end of the day. Like right. you got to handle your own shit. So I just kind of feel bad because there were a lot of people that came into my life that were expecting something out of me. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was a friendship. And I wasn't there for them. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of friends that I didn't want to hear their bullshit. Like yeah. if you didn't want to party with me, I didn't want to be your friends. Like if you wanted to talk to me about something deep, I probably wasn't the right person for you. <laughs> I just like, I didn't go into depth with any of my relationships in my 20s. And I mm-hmm. kind of regret that later on in life because I do feel like I hurt a lot of people during that era. And I do think I would have better relationships now mm-hmm. that I just didn't like nurture back then yeah it's kind of sad I mean I know people come into your life sometimes for a lifetime sometimes for a season but I do kind of feel like I could have done more yeah and I just didn't because I didn't give a fuck right yeah I think that it's unfortunate for those that came into our life just during that season because it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> they a good got season. Ran it was like over. the depth of winter in Canada. I'm so sorry. They were roadkill like those raccoons. Cold bitches. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like it just yeah the raccoons. <laughs> They're the dead raccoons in Michigan. We're sorry. They're the ten fallen on the side of the road. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And it sucks too, because like, you think about these moments define your relationship with some of those people and think about how they think about you now, you know, and you know, to your core, like you have a good heart, you care about people, right? But like, they probably see you as such a terrible person. And I say you isn't yeah, same to me too. (laughs) We suck. Yeah. I could totally see me in some people, like some people that I was into or talking to in the Mm -hmm. past, I could see them not even wanting to say my name. Yeah. Like everyone knows the story about me, but they won't say my name. And I think one of those people is Red Hat Boy for sure. Like I, poor, poor Red Hat Boy. Poor Red Hat Boy. (laughs) R.I.P. I feel so bad. But I mean, I had to go through what I had to go through to get to where I am. And that's the thing. Go through what you go through. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't regret anything I did. I do feel bad. And I, what do you think with him? That's too vague. What do you think with him was like the worst thing you did? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that relationship, our friendship, whatever you want to call it. Um, to him, yeah, we dated. And I would say to me, for a time, I was like, yeah. And then I realized like, no, that I'm free, and I'm not going to get into another relationship. So I would say he was more of like, my stepping stone. (laughs) 
do what I wanted. Yeah, like that was my girlfriend. She's like that was right. my stepping stone. Like he, the second he was like, I want to move to San Diego and go to San Diego State for my master's to be closer to you. I dipped out. Like I couldn't. Dude. Like I was like, whoa. And again, that was one of those relationships or situationships, I should say, where. I was saying stuff to him for him to think that that's what I wanted when I probably shouldn't have been saying that. But at the same time, I liked the attention and I didn't want him out of my life because he was like my best friend at that time. So it was like, well, yeah, like I care about you and like I want you to be in my life. But again, when you kind of blur those lines of you're you're saying just enough to keep them around kind of yeah and well and here's the thing though you were still learning that's that's I think the key piece and we're not saying that this is like a good thing to do to people by any means it's never good to hurt people but right you're still figuring yourself out you know what I mean you right it's similar to like when I told my ex I would move back for him. I thought I meant it until it came down to it and then I was like oh shit that is not what I need to do you just don't know until you go through it Yeah, and I feel like, oh, during that time of my life, every morning I would wake up like a different person. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I going to do today? Where am I going to go? Who am I going to see? Who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to meet? Like my mind was going like a million miles per hour every single day because I just wanted to live life and Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it as soon as possible. And whoever was available to do that with me that day, I was going to hang out with them. So it was really hard for me to get in the mindset of like wanting to date to date for long term stuff and a lot of people that you meet want that out of you because they're like oh you're a really cool person I like hanging out let's take this to the next step and you're like oh no no no. like I do this to everyone I get along with everyone and it was such a weird thing to like I'm like no I just know how to talk to people like I know how to get you to that stage but like I don't want Like, I don't know. I just know how to sell myself. And that was not good (laughs) in those situations. Because I'm like, fuck. I feel like. Can we just hang out? Because we had similar problems in our yes era. (laughs) And I feel like it's because when you are that independent and you are living your best life, people are drawn to it. You know what I mean? People are like, oh my God, I want to know what drug you're on now. Like, Right. I need to know what you're doing. And so they get really, because same thing, it's it's because you know how there are sometimes women who are like, I don't know why he doesn't want to date me, but it's, it's, and I'm not saying this is a problem with the women, but it's like, part of it is guys, I feel like sometimes want what they can't have. And I right. feel like we were just exuding this, like, yep, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care well, what you're doing. <laughs> I guess it really like came down to like the confidence we had in that mm-hmm. era because I had so much fucking confidence that I did not give a fuck like I was on the dating apps and I was swiping right on guys but it wasn't like because I thought they were attractive it was like I bet you this guy swiped right on me so then I would swipe to see if they swiped on me and I would get like 80 plus swipes a day and it became a drug like I was like this is fun 
but I didn't give a fuck about any of those people really like some of them I ended up talking to or dating or whatever but like it was just a game to me I was like this is fucking fun like see how many people think you're attractive and then like you had Instagram and all this like social media stuff that you were getting attention through that as well and then it just became more of like who am I gonna talk to tonight like who's gonna try to talk to me and I didn't give a fuck about their feelings I didn't give a fuck about like what happened at the end of the night or anything like that and if nothing happened or even if a guy insulted me I was like whatever fuck you and then I go to the next bar or like the next night I do it all over again and I just didn't care and I feel like that's what attracts guys to girls is like oh she doesn't give a fuck like I'm nobody to her so I'm gonna be somebody to her kind of thing they want to be the different one who right but you're like oh no I'm yeah I'm not done being in this era like (laughs) I just started you can't tame me and I think that was like an issue I had with a lot of the people that came into my life during that time was like everyone was trying to tame me like everyone wanted to like hold me down in a way Mm -hmm. like oh I I gotta lock you down and it's like absolutely not like do not even try and it's so funny because that's how I met my boyfriend now like yeah we were both on the same page of like you're not fucking gonna lock me down like I will fucking run before that happens and because we were on that same page like I guess it'll work look where we're at (laughs) yeah we both had to chase each other I totally agree. I just think that when you're in that, like, confident independence area era, people just really want a part of it. And yeah. it's, it's I think it boosts your confidence even more. And then it just perpetuates the cycle. But right. yeah, it, it's hard when you're in that phase because you truly aren't trying to hurt people, but it seems to come kind of naturally. And I look back to, and there's like three specific instances that come to mind when I'm like, hmm. Definitely could have done that better. Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) Well, the first I know there was – so I was talking to multiple guys, and same thing. It was just like I – The roster. Yeah, it was was a roster. Everyone has a roster. It was was part of that yes era because they each, like, brought different opportunities, and, like, they were nice people. They were funny. Like, I liked hanging out with them, but – It was just like, oh, this day I could go to a Ducks game. This day I could go on a hike there. This day I could go to Seattle. So it was just like it created endless opportunities, which was what I was looking for. And again, not saying I was using them because I got along with them. But I truly thought in that time, I was was being like, I thought, blunt and honest. Mm -hmm. I was telling, like, for example, this one guy that comes to mind. We'll call him Tom. Um, (laughs) But Tom, he... First of all, the way we got in contact was a little creepy, and that's a story for another day. But we started hanging out. Um, we were friends, and I told him super early on. I was like, look, I just got out of a pretty long relationship. Like, I'm not ready for a relationship, but if you want to be friends, like, totally happy to do that. And he was like, yeah, that sounds fine. But then every single time we'd hang out, he'd be like, after, he'd text me, and he'd be all upset that we weren't, like, moving into a positive direction. We weren't kissing. Uh... We weren't doing this. We were doing that. And every time I was so pissed because I was like, dude, how do you not understand? Right. I remember he took me to a Thomas Rhett concert and he played Die a Happy Man, which is like the best romantic yes, song in the whole world. it really is. 
I cried at his concert. He's so good live. He um, really is. But Thomas Rowe was playing that song, and he was like, everybody, grab the person you came with and start dancing. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I was like, look for it, look for it. I could see him. Like, he was just like. <laughs> Slow motion. Oh You're like, no, 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 no. He stared at me the whole time. I was like, oh, my fucking God. I've never hated this song until now. Oh, um, no. So after that night, I remember we go to his truck and he's like, so why didn't you want to dance with me? And I was just like, why would I? And so we go down this rabbit hole. And now looking back in the moment, I was so mad because I was like, I have literally told you every told single you. time. I right. told him this. I was like yelling. I was like, I have told you. <laughs> um, but then I realized my actions were not conveying this. I totally get why he had hope. I right. was so naturally flirty. I was like making like so, like comments like we would be in each other's lives forever blah 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 and I was going on these dates with him and then I'm like nope we're just friends how do you not see that so fuck me that was terrible but I do feel like that comes with dating culture because you get so used to having to sell yourself on that first date yeah for someone to like you because it's so easy to just go on to the next date so you're like mm -hmm. how am I gonna woo this person and honestly, like, the way to woo a person is to act like you want to invest your whole life into them. <laughs> well, I think, too, I'm a very, like, I truly do feel connected to people when I meet them. And I, mm -hmm. if, if I get along with you, like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, like, I truly thought, hey, we'll be in each other's lives. But, like, as friends, let's say hi every now and again. <laughs> yeah. But no, I definitely could have gone about that a little bit better. And he wasn't the only one. And I, I should have been more clear with my nonverbal communication. But the other piece. So this one also comes to mind in terms of terrible shit I did. But the same ex who I said I would come back to the States or the mainland for, um, I met up with during this yes era not on purpose. Mm -hmm. We like ran into each other at a brewery and we ended up talking. Oh my God. I was on a date with that first guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That first guy. Oh my God. He took God. me to a Ducks game and then we went to a brewery after. Ran into my ex of my high school ex. Dude, he asked me oh, to, I wasn't planning on talking to him. As soon as I saw him, I tried to go in the opposite direction. I came out of the bathroom. He came up to me and was like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, not oh. great. <laughs> and then he asked if I wanted that to talk bar. outside. We talked outside for like two and a half or three hours. Like the bar closed. This Where'd the guy go? came out middle of the conversation. Keep in mind, we hung out after this. He came out. <laughs> mid-conversation and was like hey I'm leaving and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't realize how much time had passed well then I had like the sweater I bought from the Ducks game in his car so I had to like go chasing after his car and I was like hey can I get my bag out okay wait so you let the guy that you came with leave to stay and talk to your ex yeah but did that guy know that that was your yeah. ex Oh, he knew because when we so came in, even worse. yeah, when we came in, I was like, because he knew I had gotten out of a long relationship, right? And so when he came in, when we came in, he was sitting like right by the front door, and I was like, oh fuck! So I told him, I was like, hey, that's my ex. Um, can we stay on this side of the bar? The bathroom was on the side that he was on, so it truly wasn't a freaking choice. 
And then when we started right. talking, we just like opened up. A, that was like the first time we talked since I was in Hawaii. Oh, so like it opened so up a huge rabbit hole. Out. Yeah. And so the funniest thing though is that guy sent me a snap because my car was still parked at his house. <laughs> so I didn't take, I had my ex take me to this guy's house so I could get my car. And the guy had Snapchatted oh, a picture of him flipping off my car to me. So that was fun. But he hung out with you yeah. after? <laughs> Oh my god. See, it's the chase. Yeah, it's the it is like, the chase. Whatever. That's so true. I don't give a fuck how much you fuck me over. Yeah. I still like you. No. So anyways, that conversation I totally forgot that that was the guy who anyways, that conversation that with my so ex. Funny. So we were talking and he was just saying like he still envisioned us together, whatever. I was saying the same thing. It wasn't just like a one-sided conversation. Um Well, yeah, it's hard when you it's hard to just cold cut. Yeah. And like just Especially when you've been together that long. It's like all you truly right. know. And so in that conversation, he was just like, yeah, I'm just not sure I'm ready to give it another chance. And I was like, that's okay. I'll wait until you're ready. A week later, I met Mason. <laughs> oh, shit. It's not my fault, dude. The universe put him in my life. Okay, but that was meant to I be. I agree. I, I truly like, think that that was meant to be. So you needed to have that conversation, even though it may not seem like it was closure because you said technically you would wait. Mm-hmm. It was closure. Mm-hmm. It really was. For you to meet your husband. And it is crazy that a moment like that happened and then you were, you met Mason. Yep, like because literally the next later, day, but- Riley, I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on just me. I was going to be done, like, dating people. I was going to be done, like, talking to people. A week goes by, and I met Mason. Like, and I wasn't going to pass up that opportunity, you know? Like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) You're like, nope, this is the one. So, yeah, definitely could have done that better because, you know, when we had talked in the car, we both were like, yeah, we see each other on social media every day. Um, so I'm sure he saw that and was like, you fucking bitch, you're the same person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but the worst thing I did, and you know this, um, and this one I swore I would take to my grave before I told anybody. Oh my God. (laughs) I just want to say before she tells this story that you cannot judge our younger selves when we were in our early 20s. This is me being vulnerable. You do a lot of stupid shit and you learn from it you learn and what was this five years ago? oh this was longer than five right yeah you and mason have been together for oh six like years seven. yeah six yeah so this was probably like seven years ago so this yeah this story <sighs> happened a long time 23. ago but go on sam tell us what a fuck up again you <laughs> <laughs> okay this is me being vulnerable so there was this guy Similar to your red hot boy, but he actually followed through with it. When I moved to San Diego, right before I came down, I was living in the Bay Area. Oh, no. Wait. Red hot boy followed through with it. Oh, okay. I just did not stay in California. Okay. So we twinned. Or I did not talk to him. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So similar situation then. (laughs) I met this guy. So I came back from Hawaii, was living in the Bay Area, met this guy on Tinder, and we... I told him up front, I was like, hey, I'm moving to San Diego. But we had, like, really cute dates. Like, we'd go to the beach at night and stargaze, whatever. 
and we really hit it off for like the first week but I was like no this is fine like it'll be over after this and I moved to San Diego and then like a week later he was like hey I think I'm gonna be moving to San Diego too I've already been considering leaving San Francisco it's too expensive blah 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 I was like um don't move here for me I don't know what I'm doing he was like no it's not for you so we moved Mm, feels a little suspicious (laughs) no one talks about that there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. If someone, if you meet someone, and even if they're just in another city and they say they're going to move to the same city, it's a lot of pressure. So don't do that to people. No. Yeah, the time just say you that. got a job offer in that city or something, yeah. and you're moving. Not right. And I, I do remember him saying something along the lines of like, "I do want to see where this could go, but that's not why I'm moving." And that's that's already too much pressure. Like, right. Anyway, so he moves to San Diego. We, like, talked for a while, but at the same time, again, I had the roster, and I was not taking it as seriously as he was. I was trying to – I was verbally communicating. I was seeing other people. I wasn't ready for a relationship, blah, blah, blah. But I met Mason when I was still talking to this guy, and I obviously got into a relationship with Mason. Mason's just fucking up. (laughs) He really did. Left and right. Mason's fault. So – that's how you know he was the one, though. I agree. Like, I was willing to just be like, okay, bye, everybody. You're like, roster? <laughs> yeah. Rock. So I met Mason, and then, like, a week after we met, we made it official. We were dating. And I had to tell some people, because my birthday was a week later. <laughs> so my ex from Hawaii, who I dated for, like, a short period of time, was supposed to come for my birthday to San Diego. This guy was supposed to, the one who moved to San Diego, was supposed to come to my birthday and then I had Mason who is now my boyfriend who's supposed to come to my birthday <laughs> so like fuck I have to have some conversations so I call this guy and I'm like oh god I was dreading it I was dreading it because I knew it was gonna suck to be like after all this time I was like I'm not ready for a relationship and then literally I meet a guy a week ago and I'm like mm, except for I am it was just with this guy so <laughs> dreading this conversation I pick up the phone I call him and he answers and I'm like hey I have something not going to be easy to share with you and he sounded so somber he was like oh my god what is it like it was going to be the worst thing in the world (laughs) so my mind so you had to make it the worst thing in the world so in my head I was like oh god like he thinks this is something serious I have to break the ice I'm going to say that it's something really bad so that way when I tell him the truth it's like better (laughs) (laughs) so he said what what's going on what happened I said, I have cancer. And then (laughs) I thought, I, okay, I grew up with, I'm not blaming my my upbringing on this, but like I grew up in a very sarcastic family. You just joke about things that you're uncomfortable with. You say shit that doesn't make sense. I never should have said that. That is not a joking matter. It was the dumbest thing I could have said, and it was the first thing that came to mind. So I just blurted it out because I thought it would, like, ease what I was going to say. I also didn't Mm -hmm. think you would take it seriously because I, as a dumb, naive 23-year-old, was like, oh, people my age don't get cancer. They totally do. So that was on me. I know. (laughs) So I said that, and he went even darker. He was just like, oh, my God, when did you find out? And then I was like, oh, God, he believes me. So then I had to dig myself out of this hole. So I was like, I don't actually have cancer. He was like, why would you say that? He's like, what the fuck is this psycho talking about? You know his family still talks about me to this day. I would too. I 
So then I was like, well. Hey, remember when that girl just. she said she had cancer and didn't because she wanted to end things just with you. Just because she wanted to break up with you? See, this is how you know together? I was not emotionally ready for a relationship, but here we were. Anyways, <laughs> he um, was like, why did you tell me you have cancer then? And I was like, because I didn't know how to tell you I'm dating someone. <laughs> He's my cancer. Yeah. He's you know what would have been funny, though? <laughs> if Mason was a cancer, like the zodiac sign. Sign? <laughs> You're like, you know, a cancer, like he was born in June. Yeah, I have cancer, <laughs> and it's Mason. He's the cancer. <laughs> Anyways, um, so then I proceeded to invite him to my birthday still, and he did not come, nor did we ever talk again. So... That was that. But definitely, when I look back, those are kind of my three, like, what the fuck were you thinking moments. And I'm glad I know that they were bad, but I truly feel like I learned from them. Yeah, I, I really hope you never <laughs> call anyone, especially me, to try to break the news to me, like, if you can't come on a trip or something, you're like, I have cancer. I will never play the cancer just card kidding. again. Just kidding. I just can't make I can't make the trip. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever. Dear God, the karma that I'm owed. But it is so true. And especially just like watching like reality TV nowadays and things like that. Or like this whole like cancel culture where people are getting canceled from 10 years back. It's like, it's so true that you say the weirdest, most fucked up shit in your 20s. And it's crazy because you feel that you are a full grown person at that age. And you know who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you say like, I'm finding myself in that moment. But you think you know yourself. Like, you're like, I'm fucking confident. I know who I am. It's like like a false confidence. You don't truly know. And (laughs) Yeah, and it's so crazy because I do feel like obviously not everyone has an easy life and like doesn't have any hardships that they go through up until that point. But if you really haven't had life hit you yet in any way in like a dramatic or like tragedy kind of form and you just grow up, you get into your 20s and you're like, I fucking got this. Mm -hmm. And then now looking back on it, when you're almost 30, you're like, wow, like I was a dumb bitch and I did a lot of fucked up shit. But then you can realize like, but I have grown from it. Like I would never do that anymore. And I just feel like we were talking the other day and you said like, it's emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have it when you're younger. And it's so true. Like I think about everything well maybe not on the podcast that comes out of my mouth but (laughs) before I think before I speak when I'm at work or if I'm in public or something like that because I never know what something someone's going through I never want to make someone's day harder than it has to be and I just get it because I've been through shit now and I I get the feeling of just being fucking tired when you wake up and just like needing to get through the day. And I really didn't have that in my younger 20s. And you kind of woke up and you were like, this is my day. Like, it was almost like every day was your fucking birthday. Like, you're like, this is my day. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for anyone. I'm just going to do what I want. And it's like, 
it, you can't live life like no, that. No, and you have to go through <laughs> that to learn because it's like all of these moments, yeah, we're laughing about them and there's some humor to them, but I feel terrible for hurting other people. Like that was never my intention. Yeah. I truly like was trying to communicate to the best of my ability. I was, the cancer thing was just stupid, um, but <laughs> I I really was trying, but I just didn't know how to make sure I took into consideration their feelings first and foremost. I was putting myself first and then them second. Now I, I feel like I try to put other people first because I'd want them to do the same for me. And it's just important to have empathy. But like, you have to go through those times in your life to get to that point. And you have to have those instances that you can reflect on, be self-aware, and then learn from them. Otherwise, you can't, you're not just born with this playbook like, oh, this is how you handle your early 20s. You just have to figure it out and then you learn from it. And that's that's where we got to. So I would never trade those moments, but do I wish I handled them a little bit better? Sure. <laughs> right. And I that it's so funny because it's like, yeah, we wish we handled the moments better. And like, yeah, we wish we didn't hurt people's feelings the way that we did. But I will never not tell someone to be selfish mm-hmm. for as long as they can in their 20s. Yep. Like the second you get out of high school, like focus on yourself, do what you can, focus on your career, like in any way. It doesn't have to be figuring out a relationship or like dating, it could solely be just focus on your career, but like do whatever you can for you because it's only going to better yourself. And it's just like, if I stayed in that relationship, I don't think I would have ever became the person I am today. And I'm like, thank God that I am the person I am today because now the person I am with, they get all of me. They don't get the shell of a human that has to go through things to figure out their life. Like I figured it out and now I get to grow with someone rather than just grow apart from them and feel lost. That's how I feel too. Like I don't feel lost. I feel like a whole person now. And I'm so grateful that I had all those experiences that I went through. Even the worst experiences that have happened to me, I'm grateful every day because now I just have a new outlook on life. And I feel like that's just how you should think about your bad decisions. Like just because you made a bad decision doesn't mean it has to like follow you in a negative way. Right. That's so spot on. And I do think too, it's exactly what you said. Like I'm a better person in my current relationship because of the experiences that I had and being able to be independent. You need it. You need that time. Yep, I totally agree. But I know we'll close out the episode this week with our travel tips just because um, we've got a few good ones. I know we talked a little bit about Havasu, Hawaii, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) I will start. um, Lake Havasu is on the border of California and Arizona, for those that don't know. It's like a cute little town. Um, cute little town. Has anybody <laughs> described Havasu as a cute little town before you make it sound like a Hallmark movie? With okay, that truly is such a lie. It's a desert town. I don't even know why. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. I'm a liar, and you'll get to know that while you listen to this podcast. I say shit. I romanticize everything. Okay. 
But anyways, Lake Havasu is a desert city in the middle of nowhere. So it's not a cute little town. There's one Walmart, okay? Half the people are on drugs. Half the people are retired. It's definitely a place you go to party. But um, there's three things you got to know about for drinks in Havasu. Big sticks, green tea shots, and buckets. You could pretty much get them anywhere. Every single bar has them, and they're totally worth it. And then the bars <laughs> that I would recommend are Kokomo. That's the bar, um, like, under the bridge or by the bridge. And Is that the bar you met Red Hatway at? So I met him at Nautical, okay. the yeah. beach resort. But, yeah, we, like, started talking at Kokomo. But, yeah, it has a pool, yard games. Sam's been there. They have, the like, little cages that you can dance on. It's crazy. And then um, the Naked Turtle Bar is the bar that's attached to the beach resort. If you don't have a house or you're not doing an Airbnb, highly recommend staying at that resort. It's right on the beach and it's very nice. And there's a lot of people that stay there. So you'll always be surrounded with good looking people. Oh, and then last, food. Because food is scarce in Havasu. You pretty much have In-N-Out and like that's it. But Rosati's Pizza... Best Chicago-style pizza in Havasu. Highly recommend when you're drunk off your ass. What about you for travel tips? So, travel tips. I'll talk about Kauai because I only went to one restaurant when I was in Michigan, which was actually really good. So, I guess I'll mention it. Brewster's. I think it's in Ostego, Michigan. It's a smokehouse. Mm, Perfection. (laughs) Um, But for Kauai, so Kauai is seriously... One of both of our favorite places in the world. So to me, this is why we're friends. We do have things in common. Um, But I would recommend, so I spent most of my time on the North Shore. I would recommend Hanalei Bread Company for avocado toast. It's super expensive, but worth every fucking penny. Best avocado toast ever. Oh my God. And their chai tea lattes, dude. I have never had one that's as good as Hanalei Bread Company's. But if you use code SAM15... (laughs) If only. Uh, no, they don't have a code for me yet. But um, <laughs> yet. beyond that, on the east side, there's also Tiki Tacos, Best Room Tacos on Island. I will fight to my death um, for Tiki Tacos. so good. That place is good. Yeah. And then if you're looking to do like an easy hike where you can catch the sunrise, I'm a morning person. Um, so any sunrise hike is good for me. But on the east side, there's the Sleeping Giant. It's pretty mellow. Um, it's a little scary when you start before the sun rises, but it's not the Blair Witch Project. You'll be fine once you get to the top. It's worth the view. (laughs) (laughs) So those are my recommendations this week, but we'll be back to you next week with more travel tips, um, for some of the other places we've been. And I hope you can learn from some of our mistakes this week. Yeah. And hope you bitches get some sleep. Yeah, get some sleep. (laughs) 